0: Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, you think that's bad, so you're riding on the phone in the office. Seek Outside Podcast.
1: You like gross <laughs> stats, and I agree fun. Some people are just wired that way. Let me set the stage. Okay. So... You are sitting in your living room. Maybe you have a fire going. It uh, it was sunny this morning, but then within an instant, the sun disappeared and wispy white snow clouds just shrouded the valley that you live in. Yep. And all the joy that was in your fingertips has left them and retreated just like the groundhog did this year. Because apparently, there's eight more freaking weeks of winter, eight right? Eight more. Yeah. Easily. But no, you're, you're sitting in your house, and it's uh, maybe it's a Saturday. All the fun stuff that people usually do, it's kind of, you know, it's all, maybe it's uh, a little bit too warm for ice fishing. Mm-hmm. All the hunting seasons are done. You can't really go camping. Maybe you're a big skier. If you're a big skier guy, uh, this is a good time f- of the year for you, and you're probably not listening to us because you're out enjoying yourself. But uh, We're freaking shredding it with this sh-
0: podcast New Year's.
1: Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, we're, we're here today on the Seek Outside podcast to talk about what you can do right now, gear-wise, to prepare you for the spring. We're going to talk about some of our favorite spring gear pieces, mm-hmm. um, but I, I just want to start off with you, Owen. Yeah. I mean, you just got back from Florida, mm-hmm. right? You, you went down there, did some fishing, yep. enjoyed some warmth. What was it like coming back to, to Grand Junction, Colorado? It was honestly lovely Yeah, for everybody out there in Florida.
0: (laughs) I like it, but I don't like it. Tell
1: us about your run. (laughs) I went on a three-mile run down there after I dropped off my Vespa. Sheesh, that must have been a a gainer, eh?
0: Yeah, we put in about 30,000 feet. (laughs) My Strava said zero feet of gain. Wow. A whole zero feet of gain. So, uh, yeah, it is a little bit more flat down there, but fishing is pretty sick. Uh, It was a bit windy, and I guess maybe going a little later in the year when the water temps are just a little bit more. The fish are a little bit more active. Mm. Um, So, you know, caught some snapper, (coughs) got a nice yellowtail, and then got a mackerel, a cereal mackerel, I think that's what they call it. And it's just insane. You know, you hook into a 12-inch brown trout, you're like, what is this? You know, it's not that yeah. exciting. It, it can be on the right gear, like fly rod mm. and stuff, light line. You can make it really fun. <clears throat> but you're into to a mackerel. I've caught longer trout than that mackerel I got. Like, it was probably like a 20-inch. It's probably about 20 inches. Yeah, you know, I catch <clears throat> like 40-inch trout all the time. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and it just ripped, right? Like, it was like the bite was on, and it's all water fishing and something else, I will yeah. say. I will say. And it was crazy. I mean, we were fishing 15 feet deep water, 30 feet deep water, just not even deep at all. Yeah. You know?
1: Compared to the 600 feet that we did last time, halibut fishing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're reeling up for an hour and a half after yeah. it, it took your bait. So, uh, yeah, it's super fun. But coming back to Junction was, uh, well, it was good and bad, you know? Like, I went for a bike ride last night. It was really warm. And it was like 55, it was 6 o'clock, I was just riding my bike, I was like, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this morning, I was like, I'm going to ride my bike to work, because it's so nice. And, uh, you know, 20 mile an hour headwinds, 50 hour, and I get to work, 50 mile an hour gusts, wind, rain, snow. So it was, uh, you know. Yeah, we we really did get all four seasons today. In just, yeah, in one, like, it was beautiful this morning. It was like, you walked out in a t-shirt, and then... It was snowing by
1: an hour later. So. Yeah, it was literally th- like 45 minutes that we saw sun, <clears throat> wind, rain, and snow. Even a rainbow. Yep. We even saw a rainbow. In the in middle of February. Yeah, it's crazy. But, crazy time of year. Yeah, and uh, it's not going to stop. It's not yeah. looking like. It's, it's looking like we got a couple more weeks of winter coming through here. But, uh, I mean, that's why we're here, right? We're going to give you some ideas on, uh, on what you can be doing right now. To improve your spring and summer, and maybe even your fall. Exactly. Get your gear ready. Yeah, so gear maintenance—something that uh, you know kind of often gets overlooked. You know the Mm -hmm. the uh, the backpack that you just burned through. You know, maybe you put twenty miles on it in the hunting season. Maybe another twenty. Maybe it's got blood in it. Still, it's got blood in it, mud, wet. You know, maybe it still has some crumbs from a granola bar that's mm-hmm. been chilling in one of the pockets. Or you, or you left it. <clears throat> I will say this is a situation that happened to me. I left my pack in my garage
0: with uh, some snacks in it I had forgotten about. Mm. You know what got in there? A little mouse. A little mouse. <clears throat> so maybe cleaning your backpack out of mouse poop because you were like, oh, it's February and I want to go use it. And then, then yeah. it's covered in poop. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of scenarios out there.
1: There are. There are indeed. So what? What are what are some of the things that somebody should think of when they're talking about gear maintenance the first thing i go to is zippers i would agree zippers are good <clears throat> and if i'm just gonna
0: assume most of you guys have a garage if i'm wrong just write in and tell me i'm wrong but if you have a garage you can do a lot of things with it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like cleaning your zippers easy money It's yep. gonna get you ready for the spring for many of us here out in western colorado or just the southwest. It brings us spring. Is desert time, mm-hmm. which brings sand. Yep. So starting off with your zippers clean is going to be a fantastic idea.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure people who have been listening to this podcast know we talk about it constantly. Yeah, zippers always fail. Like it's not if it's when. It they, they it you know
0: no matter we, if it's the highest end thing or the worst end thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to happen, and unfortunately, like with tents. It's typically going to be out in the field unless you're setting it up at home all the time. Now, what you can do to combat that is you brush its teeth, right? Just yep. like, you know, just two, like you. two times a day keeps the dentist away. I mean, it's probably like two times a year keeps the seek outside gear monster away.
0: Or just after a really sandy trip or something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, just going in there. I mean, what is your favorite way to clean a zipper? So, I'll tell you my way to... Clean a tent. So okay. basically, what I'll do is I will make sure that Julia, my fiance, is out of the house. It's a great idea. Yep, that's that's number one right there. yeah Because you're gonna get dirt everywhere, right? And I will go fill up my bathtub, throw the throw the the little plunger in there, make sure and fill that thing up mm-hmm. with uh, a nice warm lukewarm water, mm-hmm. and I'll just submerge my tent in there for you know 45 minutes. Let it chill. And typically, in my experience, that's enough to get like most of the dirt off of the, off of the fabric, just letting it chill there, kind of letting it settle. Then you go back in there, you kind of give it a little, little swirl. A little massage. A little massage. You got to get it
0: ready. Got its shoulders, got to detension it.
1: Yep. Yep. Now that might not be enough for if you got like, you know, say you were taking your tent down and you, you had muddy boots and you stepped on it. Right. Mm -hmm. If that's the case and you really want to get that off of that fabric, then, uh, you know, you can take a little little towel mm-hmm. and just kind of scrub it a little bit. You don't want anything. Or a sponge or something. Yeah, a sponge. Nothing too <laughs> and abrasive. And you can also use, like, wool light. <clears throat> like, that's... Uh, mm-hmm. it's-
0: no softeners or any weird stuff in it yeah um just a little bit of that you could just add that to the bathtub Mm -hmm. um or however you plan on washing it and just you know give it a good scrub as far as the zippers you you really genuinely just kind of want to brush their teeth
1: yeah well that's what i was gonna say (laughs) most of the time soaking it will get all you know that loose sand because a lot of times what happens is it turns into like a cake right yeah if you were in a super muddy situation and when you when you put it in water, it's gonna loosen all that stuff up, and hopefully it'll leave the zippers. But if you still need to clean that, then just give it a little toothbrush. Yeah. Just just uh, give it a little toothbrush, like it's a little toddler. Mm-hmm. You know, Real get nice and easy. Yeah, get in in there with the oral B. Yeah. No toothpaste. No no toothpaste. I mean, you necessary. could use toothpaste. <laughs> but it's probably not a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, probably not a great it's idea. It's Probably worse for the zipper. Yeah yeah, it would probably degrade some stuff. But but yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that's just basic zipper care 101.
0: That's a great way to just start your season right with a nice tent. Especially, man, if you got it's all smoky <laughs> when you cook something nasty in your tent, it's just nice to start with a nice clean tent on that first spring day. It's kind of yeah. warm. You're putting it in. There's grass starting to grow. That is, that's a nice feeling. Wonderful. Clean yeah. tent. Well, another thing, <clears throat> maybe not our gear related, sleeping bags. Mm. You know, there are times. In the fall, where I will stay in my sleeping bag for multiple, multiple days, mm-hmm. and I will smell really bad. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hop back in in spring and be like, wow. Wowzer. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, doing some kind of cleaning thing with that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a fun thing I used to use, if you don't want to clean your bag, like I have a West mountaineering bag, mm-hmm. I try and clean it as little as I can, yeah. you know? Um, but a fun thing I used to do is if you put dryer sheets in stuff... Mm. it does take away the smell or yeah. at least hides it yeah i used to do it in my car i used to put dryer mm. sheets
1: underneath my seats yeah. and it would last longer yeah smell better yeah that's a good one that's a good hot tip yeah because especially when it heats up in there like yeah. in the summer it gets uh gets nice and
0: oh, um, yeah. aromatic
1: exactly well and then your, your bag has had the time to
0: soak in it yeah so some dryer sheets I think that's a great way. Yeah. Without having to wash a bag. Because yeah. I don't think, you know, down bags, not your first priority to wash them. Yeah. You can, but you got to do
1: all, you got to be so gentle. <laughs> you do. Um. It is good though, because it, you know, like with something like Western mountaineering, right? Yeah. The breathability is highly spoken of. Yeah. And if you get a bunch of gunk in there, a bunch of sweat, it can kind of limit that. But yeah. I mean, that's more of like a long-term Very long type term type of thing. I mean, yeah.
0: Another, another thing, and this goes for almost any outdoor gear you use, you know, <clears throat> sometimes when you're hard on your stuff, you might put a small hole in something, mm-hmm. right? Like just going back and, and checking out all your gear, making sure it's good to go so you don't go out and you're like, oh my God, my rain jacket has a two-inch ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? Stuff like that. Put some patches on. Mm-hmm. No, that's, uh, I was going to say that too. Like even with like a tent or something like that, just yeah. you can set it up. Inspect it. Yeah, inspect it before you take it out to actually use it because you never know. I mean, sometimes in in takedown, right? Yeah. Especially if it's been a long trip, like uh, I think of our third season trip, you know, uh-huh. you're just trying to get the f out of there. Yeah. Things can happen. You get somebody, you know, maybe maybe they drop a log on on a tent that's been taken down or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you, know, maybe you put <clears throat> your stakes
0: in loosely in your backpack, mm-hmm. and they're rubbing against your tent to hold on. Exactly. And they yep. made a
1: small hole. Yep. You might want to patch that up. Yeah, it's time to inspect your stuff. Make mm-hmm. sure it's good. You know, you can do some assessing too. See, so you, you know, really think. Uh, everybody's getting tax money back now. Yeah. You know, it's a good time to to look at your uh, to look at your gear pieces and. Kind of add to it. Uh, add know. to it
0: or fix it. or
1: Fix yeah, it. Just really give it a good good once over. I mean, like
0: one thing I tend to do, I'm very guilty of this. I generally don't use my big boy backpack that I have, which I have the eye, 5400, mm-hmm. except for really in hunting season or if I'm going on a bigger backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. And if I'm fortunate enough to kill something, I will get the backpack home and I will forget about it. Yep. So like the wash in the pack bag has been a huge one for me because there's been multiple years where I'm like, oh my god, look at all this dried blood when I pull it out in the spring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should probably, yeah. uh, I should probably take care of this. I should probably yeah. go through it or make sure, you know, you don't leave your snacks if mm-hmm. it's in the garage, so your <clears> mouth gets in there. Um, that's my, yeah, that's my big problem. I'm, yeah, I can always remember if I did something weird with my tent or my other gear because I use them so much more often, but, like, my hunting backpack, I'm like, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good to It's go. good. Throw it back in there. And then it'll spring when I'm like, oh, want to go do a big trip. And I'm like, uh, <coughs> uh-oh,
1: <laughs> there's Mouse Clump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the last place you want to put your food Uh huh. is a spot with mouse shit in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's just a good time to <clears throat> kind of, you know, if you got a you weekend – just set your whole shit up.
0: What about? Yeah, you know, I've been watching you sight in your bow lately. Mhm. You think that's a good thing to do in the winter or would you wait?
1: Um, well, you know, it, I think it kind of depends. A lot of people like to just do it all the time, right? For so some that, night, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> with bows it's a little bit different cuz you, you know, there's so much muscle that goes into it, right? right. You got to kind of build up. It's such a unique motion. Yeah. And uh it really takes a lot of time and I mean, that is a good point. Um, just kind of like kind of dialing in um, you know this is the time to switch like if you're thinking about whether it's backpacking or hunting right this is the time to switch stuff up if you want to oh that's a great point. right that's because great point. you can you can you have plenty of time before you take whatever it is whether it's a you know, getting a new, pa- uh, new backpack, switching your, you know, from something bigger to something smaller. Now you can see, like, oh.
0: You know, fits.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can actually <laughs> fit all my stuff in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, sh- shooting your bow, I think it's a great thing just because it's something to pass the time.
0: Dude, I'm so, Don't. I am so bad about that. It'll be like,
1: <clears throat> I will like, not shoot my hunting rifle
0: all year and then come one week before season. Yeah. I'm frantic. I can't find the ammo I need. Yeah. And so then I have to go reside in with a different ammo. I'm not feeling a hundred percent confident. I am mm-hmm. so bad about that. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe the winter or the spring, that's mm-hmm. the time to be like get <clears throat> changing your stuff, changing your gear. Yeah. So
1: you get to have some experience with it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's well, probably not a bad
1: idea. It's actually a good time to side in your rifle because you know Oh, it's it cold. It yeah, cold. It's there cold. There you go. So like, the barrel's the same. If you wait till August in, and in, you're trying to sight your rifle in. It's 100 degrees. 100 degrees you take 2 shots and you're you frying know, eggs. Yeah, you're frying eggs. Whereas now, I mean, you you can you could probably go shoot a whole day. You could probably burn especially $300 with the, worth of
0: ammo. Especially with that wind chill out there right now. Yeah.
1: It'd yeah, be it's great. Cooling it, cooling it down. Yeah, and and it's, you know, it's more if you want to really get intense with it, it's probably more realistic to uh to hunting scenario conditions than uh than just in August when it's 100 degrees out. So It is very true. Yeah. I've like, not gone on a <clears throat> 100 degree hunt yet. No. No. Not planning on it. No. <laughs> that's that's usually archery stuff, but um but yeah, I think I think doing that kind of stuff. It's big like point. we're in a interesting situation here cuz usually this is like prime fishing time, right? You get out well, it's getting Rivers good. are starting to to unfreeze. Uh-huh. You you can go out, get that day where your eyelids aren't just totally iced over. But you know, we're kind of in a situation right now where it's A, today it's too freaking windy. But yeah. B, it's also too cold. Yeah. So you gotta find stuff to do. Yeah. You gotta find stuff to do. I
0: like uh ooh, cleaning your garage. I mean, that's an easy one. Yeah. But dude, <clears> cleaning your garage, getting your gear organized. How much of the easier that makes it come spring when you're like, well, yeah. I don't know where my eight man TV is. Yeah, I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is gone. Yeah, the gods took Vitex.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like that right now with my trekking poles. I I have no idea. They're just gone. Yeah, and I'm usually pretty good about putting stuff back, but they're probably in the depths of my my truck. The back of my truck. Oh, your truck chopper. is your truck is bad. I got like a cardboard box from a chair that we bought two weeks ago. That's still in there. <laughs> Dude, your, your yeah. truck is bad. Every time it I look is. in the back, I'm like, it's a it's a dump. Dude, you pack. probably got there's probably like a hundred grand back there. It's just like a stack of bills somewhere. <laughs> you just don't know. About. I mean, hey, I I you know if stuff went down. I'd probably be set just living out of that truck for a while. Oh, that's true. Guy always, guy always gets in my car when we go to
0: lunch. He's like, "Oh, it's filthy!" And then, and then I look at the back of his truck, and I don't know
1: where I am. Yeah, yeah. He's, no. at, he's at max payload capacity. Just i prob- <laughs> probably probably yes. got a fifteen hundred, and it's maxed out right now. Oh my god! Thank that. God I don't have a taco. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That <laughs> yeah, was really funny. So, so speaking of like, what's your preferred uh, gear storage? Method. You I have, have one.
0: I'm fortunate to have yeah. two spots where I can put my stuff. I have a big closet and that's where I put things where I don't want spiders and stuff in. Mm-hmm. And then I have a garage. My garage right now, don't look at it. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. Very bad. It's like been like, you know, just a year of activities have stacked up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty rough, but my inside one, I've had the time, you know, it's nice in there. Yeah. So I, I, I've gone through, I've <clears throat> hung stuff up, you know? So, like that's pretty good, but I don't have shelves in there, or right, I have some coat hangers. Mm. that works pretty good, yeah, you know, like I have my like duffels, my rainfinder <coughs> i I've laid everything out individually where you can kind of swipe through and just pick it off, mm-hmm. take it out on your trip and bring it back in, just hang it back up. Mm-hmm. in my garage. I have some shelves, and they're more organized, like one shelf is purely camping mm. One shelf is purely like car camping stuff. It's mm-hmm. so like either cots or, you know, awning things, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Water containers, a grill, my hot water shower system, yep. stuff like that. And then the middle shelf is miscellaneous. Yeah. Don't look at it. Just just the train wreck.
1: Oil, there. car parts. Yep. It's, it's looking like uh, East Palestine, Ohio right now, huh? It is bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, i no. think you might have to take that out <laughs> that's just ohio man hey everybody knows about the 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 train wreck that's over there uh, that was the play on words. oh okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah it's a train wreck <clears throat> yeah Beep. but um but yeah no i i think uh what about you because you, you don't really have a garage yeah i don't I'd, have a i have a carport but i really just store my grill and stuff in there but uh, i'm lucky enough to have i guess uh, you just
0: store it in your truck
1: yeah yeah i mean that's part of it yeah. i do actually usually store a uh, like basic camping stuff in there just just mm-hmm. in case you know you never know if you get a flat tire or something like that while you're driving around and maybe you're out of service or something like that mm-hmm. I, I just like you know and it's it's part of not having a ton of storage but i do have a whole like room in my house that's kind of dedicated to to my outdoor gear yeah um so i have yeah i have a closet that I mean I'm I'm a bin bin guy. Bins Big are good. Bin guy. Bins are good. Yeah. Bins I are mean good. bins and shelves ultimate combo, but I think shelves are pretty good yeah. too. Well, I have the I have I have all three. I have bins. I have shelves, like actual shelves, and then I also have like the the tiered like the pull-out drawers or whatever. Oh nice. So I have a couple of those plastic things. It's pretty easy to I feel like it's easy to uh, organize your stuff with those things obviously you can't fit the bigger stuff like i'm talking about like the little three-tiered little shelves that you get at walmart right that are plastic they're like 10 20 20 bucks they're kind of crappy kind of crappy but i mean they store stuff like they store stuff all you need yeah um but yeah i have them labeled like you know my fly fishing gears in one nice all my flies and stuff and then (laughs) you know cooking gear in another one so so I keep my fish and stuff in the car, just because I don't ever know.
0: Like, if I just ever like chilling, like I've been on drives. Like, if I drive to Denver, like mm-hmm. I'll just hit something to fish. Yeah, you know, <clears And throat> yeah. why not? Like, if I if I don't have time constraint, like I'll spend an hour to go fish. Yeah, and if you have if you have the basics in there, not too bad. Good to go. Yeah, I always have a small backpack in my car. And I always get like, I always have a shovel because mm-hmm. sometimes I oh like yeah do definitely dumb, dumb things. Definitely have a shovel it. for sure. Shovel,
1: yeah. Uh, Uh, quick uh quick tip on the fishing in the truck type thing yeah if you are a person that wants to rig you know they they got the they got the the rod racks you know that you'll see people driving around with where it's basically the rod container on the top of their truck but if you want to do it the easy way or Mm -hmm. the cheap way or the you know less convenient but uh, also works way Mm -hmm. what i did is i got Two, um, you know, just basic plastic clamps. Uh, I have a topper on my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they're big enough to fit my fly rod holder, my, my fly rod case mm. inside of. So I hooked them up to where my topper and the bed of my truck come Ooh. together. And it's like a little clamp right there. And I'll keep my fly rod in there. It's kind of interesting right now because it's not the, be- not the best like temperature-proof Uh, way to store it you know so like when it's super hot or super cold i don't like keeping stuff in my truck but you know it's a good way to kind of make shift a little rod holder in your truck you know another place like
0: just as far as gear storage i always keep my delorum in my car yeah just because like easy and like if i'm leaving my house i can grab it Mm -hmm. i just always know where it is yeah because they're so damn small Mm -hmm. like if you pack it away somewhere in your garage you may never find it.
1: Yeah, you? yeah. Yeah, like, it is terrible. Talking about a satellite messenger. <laughs> yeah, a satellite yeah. messenger. Delone. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's always what are a good the, one to have in the truck. Got any other winter prep tips? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean I don't know. It's just really Gym. Gym? gym? Getting in on the gym. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It really is. It, it helps. Yeah. I mean here we're it's kind of sucks because all the trails are either frozen. Or when they're not frozen, they're muddy. So yeah, you gotta, so we can't we can't really get out. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get your uh, get your exercise in a different way. Mm-hmm. Getting a gym membership. Mm-hmm. This is like the only time I ever go to the gym throughout the years. Really in the in the the spring slash uh, yeah yeah, yeah time of year. Yeah, it just helps so much
0: when you go in the spring and you're like, I want to go do a heinous trip. Yeah, I and mean, maybe you have all your gear organized,
1: mm-hmm. but then you're out of shape. Yeah. What Those are the you things you gotta then? be thinking about, dude? yeah,
0: these are things you gotta be thinking about,
1: yep, yep, so what about let's let's shift gears here, okay. let's go to the more um like s- essential spring gear items- w- anything come to mind first off, oh my God, here I, it can be anything,
0: it really can be, so it's like <clears throat> for me, rain jack is a staple, mm-hmm. rain and wind. Cover is a staple. Yeah. Right. So like, I have a decent rain jacket. Never taken anywhere with. Yeah. You know, I always take it everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. From about this time of the year till May. Yeah. You know, because yeah. with- weather, you just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I always think. Alright, Nests mm-hmm. for the tents. Like I generally have ran floorless. Yeah. But in the spring, when I do my desert camping. I'd rather stay away from the bugs.
1: Got them scorpions out and about, looking, looking single and ready to mangle. Yeah, I don't want to mangle. No, I'm no, taking that's, Yeah, that's a that's a uh, spicy relationship right there. Spicy. <laughs> and then,
0: uh yeah, nests are great. Like so, like generally, I have a small t- like a guardian in my car, mm. and we usually I have a nest all summer. Mm. I just take the nest out. So I guess the guardians. Like kind of my go-to with the nest in there for car camping or backpacking or anything, and then um, <clears throat> yeah, like a good puffy. Mm-hmm. I feel like a good puffy's underrated because spring, you know, <coughs> it's like you go know, camp, you know, you're cold in the morning, but then it's hot, so you just want like one big layer. I feel like mm-hmm. is what kills it in the spring. Yeah, yeah, because it is it cold at night, but it's it's pretty pleasant in the day for the most part, unless mm-hmm. it's not, you know.
1: Yeah, but that's what I I mean. Shoot, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah. But it's like you take your puffy off when you get when you get warm. And you're wearing a t-shirt underneath. Yep. Then you throw it back on. Yeah, and you're and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, it becomes more of a two layer system in yeah.
1: the spring. Like yeah. in the
0: winter, I'm a three or four layer guy. Mm. In the fall, doing huntings. doing hunts, doing hunting, <laughs> doing hunt, doing like later season hunting. I'm like a three or four layer guy. Yeah. But in the spring, I feel like I'm not hunting really. My activities involve me moving. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's puffy and T-shirt. There's nothing in between. It's the time of year where, like, in the morning, like, take fishing, for example, right, or or turkey hunting. Uh Uh, In the morning, it's going to be chilly. It's going to be a little chilly. A little spicy. A little spicy. But then as soon as the sun comes up, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be real nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a that's a good combo. It's the
0: time of the year where you leave the house with your air condition or your your heat on full blast, mm-hmm. and then you get in your car to go at lunch, and it's already eighty degrees. <laughs> that's a good point. And the, yeah. and, the, and the
1: heat's on, and you're like, oh my god, what is going on? I'm about to yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, it's that time of the year. Yeah. So for me, like when I think of spring, right, and uh, and there's there is a, a variety of different activities. That you can be doing, oh, right? many, many, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the first one would be like the skier folk, right? If you're you're backcountry skiing, um, or even just going up to a resort, um, you know, same kind of thing with with your your layering. But the 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 one thing that's it, it's kind of like fall in that the you know terrain can be sloppy, right? Uh-huh. It can be wet wet muddy um you know just having being prepared for for rain even if you're skiing is something that you and i'm talking like more like april right if you're if you're going out for them them late them late s's Mm -hmm. if you want to get them late s's in uh them late turns in um you know got to be ready for rain good rain jacket's good to go Mm -hmm. the other thing i think of is uh, a lot of people are going out spring bear hunting Mm. the one thing that you always hear about spring bear hunting and turkey hunting, right, if you're on the East Coast, maybe you want to do like a expedition style turkey hunt mm-hmm. and uh you, you know, like we did last year, mm-hmm. you need a nest because ticks ticks are scary that's the one thing that you hear about spring bear hunting and obviously turkey hunting is there will be ticks, and I know from personal experience, not necessarily here in Colorado but out in Kansas. There, there's just always going to be ticks
0: that's terrifying
1: yeah but like more so spring bear hunting you know if you want to turn that into a seek outside product the the cimarron with a half nest and a stove that's a good one this is where it's like the game changer mm-hmm. because you get the you, you get the bug protection but like we were just talking about cold night? cold cold nights you're probably i mean you're probably getting Wet feet, something like that. Um, you're you're ready to uh, ready to come back to a camp and dry your stuff out. Yeah, you get the you got the stove set up right there, yep. but then you also have the nest for so that you don't have ticks crawling in your sleeping bag and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean those those are the the two big things I think about. And then you know a lot of people are starting the the Pacific, you know all the all the through hikes, mm-hmm. the Appalachian Trail before it gets too hot, <laughs> Pacific Coast Trail down south um you know those you, both of those you probably want to nest as well so it's it's kind of nest season it's bug it nest season. bug protection season it's bugs bug, bugs are gross dude yeah they really are they really are what What about you what do you think about when you think about spring me activities
0: when i think about spring activities brian is that a question <laughs> <laughs> two wheels <laughs> yeah uh like bike packing trips mm-hmm. like me and Josh, mm-hmm. our shipper guy, our, our shipment manager. Shipping manager. Is that what we want to call him? Shipping yeah. manager?
1: Shipping Chad. The shipping Chad. Josh, our shipping Chad. Um, if you've received a package from Seek Outside, it's been, you may be, yeah. may be entitled to <laughs> compensation. <laughs> from the shipping <laughs> Chad. Uh, no, but we've been <coughs> crazy. I mean,
0: just looking at bike packing trips we can do mm-hmm. and stuff going into the spring, you know April May. Um, we did the Cokapelli last mm-hmm. year, which you can also see as a quick advert on our YouTube channel. Very good video, very good watch. Mm-hmm. You can watch Josh um, be in a lot of pain, yeah, for a very long period of yep. time. See a that, flat that's tire. that's the more entertaining. He had a lot of <laughs> he had a lot of flat tires. And there was a lot of uphill. 16,000 feet, if we'd like Mm -hmm. to say. Um, Yeah, so... um, Yeah, we talked about bike packing stuff. Like, we just made our own route today, just, like, kind of on, like, a quick little break. We were just like, dude, what if we did this? So, getting stoked for that, like... And, like, starting to make sure gear fits on the bikes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Another thing is, like... I guess this is just me since I like bikes so much. But, um, like, changing the oil in the motorcycles.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Getting ready. Mm -hmm. Keeping them fresh. Like, it's rebuild season right now. You know? It's like this is the same thing. I mean, you could say, like, cleaning your guns, getting stuff. It's like, it's time to take care of stuff so you can Mm -hmm. just run it all year. Like, we were talking with the tent. So, like, you know, it's like rebuilding the linkage on the dirt bike. Getting Mm -hmm. everything good so that I don't have to worry about it all summer.
1: Yeah. You know what I just thought of? that is uh for me and i just learned about this recently but it's a actually i guess i learned about it about last spring quintessential uh spring tool that one can use you know you think about spring right Mm -hmm. we've been talking about weather conditions everything's so variant you know snow one day you're trying to plan these trips. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't know if a road is open. Maybe you don't know if a lake is is becoming unthawed. There's a tool out there that's it's, – uh, it's a lot different than – and I feel like not a lot of people know about this, but I was actually told by a fish and wildlife officer about this tool to check on levels of water that were released into this wetlands so that you can go back and see traditionally like when – the water was released you know you could let me let me explain what this is it's called sentinel hub eo so you you just get on your computer look up sentinel hub and it's like a browser application it's free basically what this thing does is it takes it uh has it's linked up to all sorts of satellites that are just circulating earth all the time Mm -hmm. taking pictures it gets all those pictures and so, you can go onto this, this application. It's kind of like Google Earth.
0: I have to look at this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty badass. It's pretty, <coughs> over. pretty badass. Um, takes a picture, like, usually every three days of the whole world. So, what you can do with this is you can go to this, this website, type, you know, it, it pops up just like Google Earth. What is it? It's Sentinel what? Sentinel Hub. Yeah. Okay. Sentinel Hub. Um, And it'll try to get you to like buy some stuff, but you can do it for free. Uh, I think it's Sentinel Hub EO. Sentinel Hub is that what that's showing up there? Eurodata. Okay. Okay. Uh, That doesn't look. That doesn't look like the one. Uh, What's the? Let me see. Pardon us, folks. This is a. uh, Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So basically, Owen just pulled it up. He's, uh, he's looking at Italy right now, but he's going to scroll over to Colorado, just zoom into Grand Junction there, right? Okay. So what he's seeing right now is essentially what you would pull up on Google Maps if you were to search in an address, right? On the left-hand side, there are all sorts of options underneath the search tab, and one of them, the one that's pre-selected, is Sentinel-2. So that's a satellite that you know rotates the Earth every three days. Um, you know, makes a full rotation every three days. And what he's, he just hit the search button. Now he had selected today. So what he's getting is a image from the 18th. Um, that was probably the last time it it was hovering over grand junction and he's pulling up now the satellite image of grand junction. And what it's showing is it's showing like all this snow, right? But you can go into there and you can select your, your date range. Um, you can go all the way back to like, I, I don't know, I've gone all the way back to 2010. I was using this to look at spring bear. Uh, me and Riley were looking at this cause we were trying to figure out like when this certain area, you know, typically the average, like when we could get into there, when all the snow had melted to a certain point to where we could get in there. So you can look back like 10 years and you select it select the year that you want to look at and it'll give you a a satellite imagery and it's showing like snow so you can see, uh, you know, if there's a bunch of snow on this road, uh, you you can go back five years and be like, okay, usually there's snow on this road at this date uh, or usually you can get into this or, but it's great for spring because, you know, with with differing snow levels, um, if you're trying to get into a spot, you can see you know, what, what the snow's looking like. If things are starting to green up, you can look at all this different stuff. And it's a really cool tool for, you know, times a year when you're not sure if you can get into an area. I think that's probably its biggest, um, its biggest use case. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then you can, you can select like different, uh, like it'll, it'll compensate. Um, it'll like give you like, you know, some computer program will generate like a uh, an image uh, composition uh, based on like some I, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's, it's pretty cool. So this is sick. Yeah, I
0: would. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. So you could go if you're like wondering if some place is dry in the mountains. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, 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 don't,
0: I don't think there's any fish available right now.
1: Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't think so.
0: Damn, that's cool. That is really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, now you gave up our secret, (laughs) right? Hey, it's it's a good one.
0: Damn, that's sick, dude. Oh my god, look at the mountains. Look at the same. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm mind blown. I'm mind mind blown.
0: I, you guys should go check it out. I guess.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's. I feel like it's a a lesser known thing, but uh. Which I'm surprised it is. Yeah. I think that there's there's a couple like uh, <clears throat> Onyx type things type apps out there that I've seen that kind of u- utilize this, um, but the the problem with it is you can't get like a you know the 3D. It, it's really just to be used for seeing if there's snow or not, or if you can you know yeah, or if a lake is unfrozen, something like that. But. Yeah. For that, it's great because there's not really much out there that can do that for you,
0: which is kind of great. I mean, because like I'm trying to hit ice off on a lot of lakes
1: this spring, mm-hmm. fishing. Yeah, so that's really cool. Be like, oh, three days ago, it was it was icy,
0: or three days ago the road in was kind of choppy. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't go. Probably shouldn't do it. That's a really cool tool. Yeah, yeah. that is
1: that should have been in the front of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot about it, man. Yeah, and you know it is one of those things that. It's like, man. I wonder if uh, people should use this. There's already so much out there that gives people the advantage on the outdoors.
0: I know. I know. We should have kept that one for us. Yeah.
1: So well, then we can get hit ice off. Yeah. Hey. If we find anybody else out there in our spot when you know you shouldn't be, then we'll know that you listen to this podcast. With the hands on. We, we're fighting on spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you? You got any other <clears throat> other springtime trip tricks of the trade? That uh, any anything different? Anything that somebody should be looking at as a, a lesser known spring activity? A
0: lesser known spring activity? Yeah. Lesser sledding. known sledding. Dude, sledding <laughs> is sick. There is actually backcountry sledding which you can do. It's kind of crazy, <clears throat> but they like make a sled that you can like control a lot more with your body. Hmm. So you can like hike up, snowshoe up, slap your snowshoes on your pack, and do backcountry sledding. You may be fun of made fun of by many skiers. I'm assuming, but that's I mean we used to do that back home. It's fun growing up. Like we would hike up <clears throat> these huge things and just come down on the sleds, mobbing like just deathly. But the fun thrashing. thing about sledding is like the skiing. You're t- you're standing yeah. like on the sleds. We were going down. We were laying down. Yeah. So you you biff it like you are full of snow but like it's not like you don't fall you know yeah. you just kind of roll off and you get you roll yeah you literally do roll get for a, a long time but you get a face full of snow oh it's fun though <clears throat> yeah that's a fun sport i mean yeah i mean no. Uh, spring spring has everything i feel like it really you know? does man it's just such a good time wind there. that's the unfortunate part <clears throat> spring wind yeah. but i mean <clears throat> yeah i mean definitely one of the things i'm looking forward to I mean, the last known activity i mean it's probably the most known activity but grilling
1: your game meat mm-hmm. on a
0: nice spring day a few brews
1: yeah oh i'm dude i'm so looking forward to that first oh. day i i kind of actually had one of those days uh, maybe last week when i was like 50 out uh-huh. and i was like dude i'm getting some freaking i'm getting some land sharks you know the or no no i got the lightning krugel summer shandy Ooh. One of those, dude, when you're freaking, when you're cooking, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be grilling, but like maybe you got the the screen door open. Cooking? You got the, Mm -hmm. the, yeah, you got the screen door closed, the regular door open, letting some some breeze through there. It's nice. Maybe you got some tunes bumping. That's what we should have talked about. That kind of beer that oh, is that is, a, that
0: is a good beer i don't i don't consider it necessarily like an outdoorsy beer i guess it's an
1: outdoorsy beer kind of you're think, grilling man that's a damn good beer it's a damn good beer it's a damn good beer yeah yeah well yeah i mean i don't really
0: have anything else I mean, that's about of, it yeah i think everybody probably in the northern hemisphere is <clears throat> pretty pumped right now
1: yeah i know it's it's tough because it's
0: it's within reach so within it's within rate, but like March is like you get such a nice day, and then the next day is like what we're looking at today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty hard because you're like, oh, yes. And then it's just, you go through so many emotions <laughs> until like it's like close to summer. And then yeah. you're like, then it's pretty good. But like yeah. the early spring months are just like, yay. And then just snow. Yay. And then rain. Yeah. yeah you know like it's it's kind of hard to manage but man the, just the more you get more
1: and more good days than mm-hmm. nice outside yeah and that is fantastic this is the time to watch youtube just all the all the stoke videos oh it is all yeah. the whether it's bike packing whether it's you know doing some research Hiking, on fishing. doing that through hike that you're you're looking at doing <laughs> fishing yeah i've been i've been i've been knee deep in the the florida fishing you know the all the catch and cook videos <laughs> really yeah oh man i'm jealous of you that you just got to go down there but I only fish for one day but it yeah. was sick I are gonna see
0: fish oh on a side note we'll just end this podcast with this how about this yeah <coughs> needlefish i didn't know about needlefish do you know about needlefish I they'll chop your hand off and then we'll chop here, They'll kill you. They'll, yeah. they'll stab you. So, the, if you're on like a boat, maybe the one that you <clears throat> could fly fish from in salt water, mm-hmm. and maybe you were doing it at night, mm-hmm. the needlefish are attracted to the light, as are many fish. And uh, so, they'll try. They swim so shallow that they'll try and jump your boat. Really? Rather than go around it. Really? And they have. I mean, their faces are needles. And there are multiple accounts of people being stabbed and killed while out fishing by needlefish. Not out of an aggressive nature, just because they jumped your boat. Yeah. Could you imagine? And like you know, they will get up to six feet long. So they and they'll jump at thirty-seven miles an hour. Jesus. So next a, time, next time you go to the ocean, I'm never getting in the ocean again. Yeah. Dude, fuck that. It's uh, terrifying.
1: Well, and they got like razor sharp teeth. That oh if yeah. They, if they bite you, that f- it's like a shark.
0: It's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Because I was like, I, I saw these uh, a bunch of little
0: ones in the water, and I was like, oh, are these like gar, saltwater gar? They kind of yeah. look like a gar. And I was yeah. like, huh. And I started looking it up, and it was like needlefish. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I started to read needle, needlefish fatalities. <laughs> needlefish. I was like, what is uh, going on? Like, it's not a big chance that you get smoked by a needlefish. But, but there is a chance. I'd be really upset if I got You know, I like to kill the fish. I don't like <laughs> to be killed by a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be a bad way to. Bad way to go. So, anyways, if you want to have nightmares, go look up Needlefish. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming.
1: To the- <laughs> no, hey, uh, send us an email if you have any uh, winter or spring camping, spring tips, anything that you do in the spring to pass the time. Feel free to send them to uh, podcast at seekoutside.com. But yeah. uh, until next time, adios. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye.